I love to sit and look through those holy pages And read about the eternal rock of ages See all that God has done, the battles he has won The great prophecies unfold In every book from Genesis to Revelation I see his loving grace and this great salvation Brings courage to my soul, for I know he's in control. I believe every word is true. Yes, I believe every word that he said is true. I believe he'll do exactly what he said he would do. How I love his precious... It's time now for the Teaching Timeless Truths radio broadcast with Pastor Roger Walton. So get your Bible, a pen, and your Bible study notebook as we journey through the truths of God's Word And now with today's Timeless Truth, here's Pastor Walton. Psalm 119, Psalm 119. We've come through quite a few sections of this psalm. We're in the next section, the next letter of the Hebrew alphabet. And this section, probably from my multiple, multiple, multiple times of reading through Psalm 119, is probably the most... uh, interesting in the sense of despair and discouragement and maybe even uh, total darkness, uh, a complete dark period. In fact, uh, I have actually entitled this message today, The Dark Days. And so he seems to be in a spot, in a position where he's pouring out some things to the Lord in this section. And uh, he starts out with a uh, several verses to deal with the troublesome times that he is in. In verse 1, he says, My soul fainteth for thy salvation, but I hope in thy word. Psalm uh, 11981. Verse 82, Mine eyes fail for thy word, saying, When wilt thou comfort me? Verse 83, For I am become like a bottle in the smoke, Yet do I not forget thy statutes. In these three verses, we see three things about his troublesome times. Number one, he, he says, my soul faints. My eyes fail, number two, and my strength fails, number three. Let's take a look at the uh, first one, my soul faints. Verse 81 says, my soul fainteth for thy salvation, but I hope in thy word. When you turn around, we think about the verses that deal with fainting, and there are some powerful verses on fainting. Of course, when we deal with this term, we're dealing about the fact of uh, being weak and uh, not quite getting it all together. And uh, this verb's actually a little bit stronger because it kind of deals with being weak to the point of just losing it and and even maybe uh, getting down towards the area of not being able to, to do anything but cease, just quit. But he said, no, I have a, there's a button there. I, I hope in thy word. But let's take a look at this languishing, this fainting. Don't become weary and well-doing, the Bible says, because you will eventually reap if you faint not. And we know that the Bible says in, in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31, that they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings of eagles. 
they shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Just above that, it talks about even the youths get weary and faint. There's, you know, you work, you expend energy, and you find yourself in a place where you say, you know what, I'm kind of losing it here. Uh, things just aren't quite right. And uh, you, you, you just work and you, you get tired. And the more you get tired, the more you realize, wow, uh, I got, I'm not really making it. Well, the truth is, we face troublesome times. And this word literally has the idea of just total exhaustion, wasting away to perish, to be spent up. And so he's like wore out and waiting because he still believes in God. I read this one time. It was so good. It's the, the, the writer said, when you face circumstances where you need rescued, do not drown in despair. Hope in God's word. He said, here are some things to think about. You can trust God or tremble. You can faint or have faith. You can fall apart or go forward. You can be depressed or delight in the Lord. You can panic or have peace. You can worry or wait on God. If you are one of those that are, you know, just weary, be encouraged. Hope in the Word. Again, we look at the word hope there, and I love Bible hope because it's not that, okay, I'm falling apart, I'm, I'm weary, I'm exhausted, I'm, I'm just, uh, well, I hope this will work out. Nope, 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 nope. The word hope is a patient waiting with an expectation. I love that thought process. A patient waiting with an expectant process. I have an expectation that your word will get me through this. I am going to be able to get through what I'm going through because your word is fair. He said, my soul fainteth for thy salvation, but I hope in thy word. He said, mine eyes fail. Yeah, I have an eye problem for thy word. He said, listen, my eyes are failing because I'm waiting for you to, through the word, leap up off the page and do something for me. They grow tired as I wait for you to speak to me. But look what it says here. My eyes fail for thy word, saying, when wilt thou comfort me? In other words, he's waiting with a confident expectation, but multiple time is going by. You ever had those long periods of time where you wonder if it's ever going to be over? You wonder if it'll ever be any place? In fact, you feel like when the trial or the situation came that you were sent to a room and the door closed and it's a dark room. And the door, if you remember going to the door, it said God's waiting room. And then the door opens and a little light from outside comes in. You get real excited. You think, this is it. I'm going out. Only to find, no, it's just somebody else coming in. <laughs> he said, when wilt thou comfort me? When will you come and help me out? When will you be there? When will you take that comforting position? My eyes, oh, they're, they're failing. I'm reading and I'm reading and I'm reading. And I'm waiting, and I wanted to, to see what you're going to have for me. When will you comfort me? And then he said, my strength fails. He said, for I have become like a bottle in the smoke. Now, this is an interesting uh, 
a thought process, bottle and the smoke. Well, the, the word bottle over here uh, has everything to do with uh, the word translated would be uh, a bag, wine skin, uh, the, that they was used in their day. That was their bottle. And uh, they were made, uh, wine skins were bottles that were made from the hides of animals. And from all the, the research that I could see, uh, they were stitched together. And then they would fill them with liquid, and over time, that bag would stretch from the weight of that liquid. Now, it would work for a while, but there would come a time when all of a sudden, it would spring a leak. Well, once that happened, they would then transfer them into a new wineskin. They would take the used old ones, and they would hang them over a fire. And under that fire, smoke would come, of course, and cause them to shrink and become firm again but then at some point the bottles would become so stained by soot and so saturated with the taste of smoke and dried out that they would become useless and therefore completely discarded interesting to think that the psalmist says i'm like a smoke in the bottle that that is where i'm at and I feel like I'm being all shriveled and dried up and about to crack. And, and I don't like it. I'm, I'm dried up in this smoke. And it's, ugh. But he said, yet do I not forget thy statutes. I engraved your word in my heart. And I will not forget those statutes. Nope. I am not going to do that. I am looking to you towards you and for you i have the word of god i not only read it i'm i'm going through it my eyes fail i'm just waiting for you to come off the page but i'm not forgetting the statutes that you've engraved that i have gotten i'm not going to forget none of it remember whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope Amen. Let's just remind ourselves that we must keep on keeping on. You remember what it said in Hebrews chapter 6? And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. Keep on keeping on. I wait for the Lord. My soul doth wait. And in his word do I hope. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. And I'm waiting with a confident expectation. That is where I am. And when you think about the smoke of life, just remind yourself over and over again, you go to the Word of God. He won't let you dry out if you'll stay in the Word of God. Yes, times get difficult. Yes, times have circumstances and situations and problems that come into our lives. Yes, there are times that you feel like calling it quits and throwing the towel in, but never, 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 never do it. Don't throw the towel in. Be faithful. I again read this and thought it was very interesting. Those who are faithful under the fire are reliable, like an oak tree that is anchored firmly in black clay and stands tall in the face of the gale force winds. No matter what difficulties they face, you can count on them. Those faithful under the fire rejoice like the apostles shackled for Christ in a Philippian prison, saying, Rejoice evermore. And again I say, Rejoice. Those faithful under fire remain like a mother hand that hovers over her downy chicks with her wings outstretched to protect them from fire. She remains at her post. She fulfills her duty in the face of danger and distress. Those faithful under fire receive 
strength like parched cracked ground that soaks up cool refreshing rain from the gray summer skies and clouds they are open and receptive to god's enabling grace as the apostle paul said and god is able to make all grace abound towards ye that ye always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work god help us to be faithful under fire thought that was really awesome now we go from troublesome times in the first three verses to the next set of verses 84 to 87 and we see turbulent tribulation he now kind of explains the darkness why we're in this verse 81 to 83 mode how many are the days of thy servant question mark when wilt thou execute judgment on them that persecute me question mark okay the first thing he has is a perplexity he's looking at and he's perplexed how many days are the days of thy servant you know, how long do I have to go through this? How long am I going to have to endure, sit, and wait for the Word to help me through all of this that has come against me? If you remember, in the section above, he had been afflicted. You remember that even though he had been afflicted, he kept on keeping on. If we go back two sections, he said, Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now have I kept thy Word. He said, Thou art good and doest good. Teach me thy statutes. The proud have forged a lie. We're going to talk about the proud in just a minute in our section now. He said, It's good for me that I've been afflicted, that I might learn thy statutes. And then he comes in in the next section, and he says, They that fear thee will be glad when they see me, because I've hoped in thy word. He had the right uh, companions. But he said, There was that proud again. Let, I pray thee, uh, let the proud be ashamed, for they dealt perversely with me without a cause. Without a cause. Now he comes in and he says, how long? How many are the days of thy servant? When wilt thou execute judgment on them that persecute me? When are you going to take my persecutors and send judgment their way? When are you going to deal with them that are doing so with me? So, and he, so he's perplexed. And then he goes right back to the proud again, the arrogant, to stick their nose in the, up in the air and say, there's no God, and your God's foolish, and you're an idiot for believing God. You're the Word of God. You shouldn't be in that. And they attack, and they persecute, and they do what they do. And he said, the proud have digged, not a pit for me. Listen to this. They have digged pits for me. They are digging all kinds of pits to trap me. They're trying to get me to slip and fall into the pit and I'm glad that the Lord took us out of that miry clay in that pit and set us on a rock. And we need to stay faithful, faithful, faithful. He said, Lord, I am absolutely flabbergasted by this. When are you going to deal with these people? You know, this, this man was being attacked. And they were not just only giving him a hard time. And, and assaulting him with verbiage. But now they've laid these, not one trap, but many traps. You know, the devil has many tools, many traps in which to ensnare you. And he will do so through your sense of the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Now, listen. He will not tempt you. He will not come and put a lustful thing to you that 
he knows you're strong in. He's going to look for where you're weak. He's going to look for the place that you're struggling with. And when he sees that, he's going to send the kind of things that would get you. And so he, he, if he's going to do that for everybody in the world and he's not omnipresent and he's not, not omniscient, what does he do? He overtakes industries that feed our lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and pride of life. So that we are inundated with things like, okay, television, internet, magazines, books, and there's all kinds of situations even uh, when you listen to radio. There's good in all those things and there's a whole lot of bad. And now today, commercials are worse than anything I've ever seen and they come on at the at the time when kids are watching and I don't want to explain that to my grandkids and so I, I used to mute the commercials but now the visual is bad and I remember I had a pastor and I was the assistant pastor and he said he would not watch things that he wanted to know like when there was a thing that they did in the county on demonism in the county that the church was in he said i don't want to go to it because of the visuals if someone can get me an audio recording i'll try to listen to it to get and he said and even then i don't want to hear something that i don't need to hear but he said the eye gate is one of the most vulnerable gates and he was not going to set it there i will set no wicked thing before my eyes uh i will purpose that my mouth will not transgress the proud of dig pits for me, which are not after thy law. He said, it violates what you said in your law. They're wrong. They should never do that. And he is struggling with the proud. Then he's got, uh, he's got a, a situation that is, I wish we all would get, and that is his perplexity over the proud and the wicked and the evil has brought him in this turbulent tribulation to a pursuit. Look at what he says. All thy commandments are faithful. I, I, I realize that everything that you said is trustworthy, truthful, total assurance of your commandments. I'm going to obey your commands. They persecute me wrongfully. Help thou me. They are persecuting him without a reason. They're persecuting him with falsehood, wronghood. They're doing it all out of meanness. He said, so I, your commandments are faithful. I know there's judgment in there. I know things are going to be all right. But they persecute me wrongfully. Help thou me. Now, uh, that's an interesting thought process. And it's in the imperative. Help me. <laughs> Help me. I mean, the word has everything to do with support. Coming underneath and supporting. Amen. Help me, Lord. Support. Um, keep me up keep me going they had almost consumed me upon the earth but I forsook not thy precepts they got close they almost got me they almost destroyed me they almost made an end they almost caused me to cease from these things they got close but I forsook not thy precepts I I learned your precepts, your principles, those principles, I kept applying them and I kept applying them straight from the word of God. And when he said, I have not forsook your precepts, my, he was, it was in the perfect tense. I have completely taken, I have not one, I've kept everyone I know about. I am doing what is right. 
I'm not going any other direction. Wow. Think about that. They almost, mm, you know, let's think about this. His commandments are like an anchor. They, they anchor our soul, okay? And those commandments are like our rock of salvation and our rock of stability and our rock of submission and our rock of service and our rock of total dependence on him. But even with all those things, when people are constantly bombarding, bam, 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 they had almost, they got close, but they couldn't do it. Think about that. This was incredible. In spite of all the tribulation, in spite of all the persecution, in spite of all the discouragement and depression and the danger, I forsook not thy law. I forsook not thy law. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. You know why? Because he trusted the word. That's why. He trusted his word. We know why? Because he lived in his word. They absolutely lived in his word. He was not going to forsake all that he had. There are times when I, through my entire life, when things got tough, rough, hard, and there have been some times that have been so hard and so long that they became uh, wearisome and uh, almost to the point of fainting. My soul faints, but I hope in the Lord. And uh, the thoughts would come, this is it, you're done, throw in the towel. But I would always come back with, but Lord, and do what? What do I do now? You know, I, I can comp- I, back in the day, I could, I could program computers, and I did it on the side when I was a Christian school teacher so that I could make extra money in the summer. And all those languages have changed and all. I'd have to learn a whole new world of languages to go back into that. And I, it was fine to do that. Uh, with a, I had a great ministry, 10 months. I actually worked 11 months out of the year, but in that uh, summertime months that I worked getting I closed out school with uh, computerized records and then I came back two weeks early and got student schedules and things ready uh, but in between there and some of the summer months and sometimes smaller programs uh, locally I was able to make uh, enough extra money to keep the food on the table and do what we needed to do uh, but that's not who I am I mean I'm glad I love computers and I'm glad I can use them in ministry and they've been a great blessing in ministry but that's not who I am that's not what God made me and yeah I was in a business a newspaper business and I was in management and knew that paper business from uh, beginning to end but that's not who I am I don't want to go back to that I don't want to say I go efficient I don't want to do that I just said Lord where do I go there's no other place to go but you so I'm just going to keep on keeping on and I'm going to try, and and there are times it got to where you wonder, is God ever going to open the door and say, oh, you're next, come out of the waiting room. You know, they open the door and take somebody else out or put somebody else in, you're waiting for you. But those days, hopefully, uh, have not uh, gotten you discouraged. But if they have, this is what you need to do, hope in the Lord. That's what he said he did. His eyes were trying to fail for the word, but he said, listen, I do not forget thy statutes. He said, I 
are I, I, I all thy commandments they're faithful and I forsook not thy precepts now the last verse he says yes there were troublesome times turbulent tribulation but now he says there's a trusted testimony he said quicken me after thy loving kindness so shall I keep the testimony of thy mouth here we go again with that quicken me <laughs> and that word quicken me is in the peel tense that's that intensive make me alive revive me refresh me and it's in the imperative quicken me he says i've done this i've done this but i'm having this problem but this i did to try to hold combat but i've got this problem i'm getting weary and my, i've got my soul fainting and my eyes failing and my strength failing hey listen uh, uh quicken me revive me get me back up revive me after thy loving kindness See, he goes back to the testimony of the word. God loves me. He's compassionate. He's merciful. He's gracious. Amen. He goes back to, he says, show I keep. Well, I will put that guard on that testimony. The word of God, he is another synonym. He uses that word to mean the word of God as evidence that everything is going to be all right. Evidence that he's my comforter. Evidence that he's my compassion. Evidence that he is my strength. Evidence that he is my shield and buckler and high tower. Evidence that he's my savior. Evidence that he is my shepherd. I shall not want. That he makes me to lie down in green pastures and leads me beside the still waters and restoreth my soul. This is the evidence. Quicken me. Make me alive again. And that what I already know. And I'll guard and guard and guard and guard and guard the, the evidence the written record the record that's true that bears record across all the courtrooms of life you trump them all your God and you will be the final supreme court of everything quicken me make me alive make me ready to go keep me as the apple of your eye Oh, my friend, <laughs> fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. So that we may boldly say, <laughs> the Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Hebrews 13, 6. He is our helper, our strength, and he will be there for you. The prayer with an emphatic command of leaping joy, quicken me, make me alive. Come in and revive my soul. The hymn writer put it great. Revive us again. Fill our hearts with thy word, love, grace. Oh, Lord, help us to realize there are dark days. And the psalmist was no stranger to the dark days. But he kept things and did things all in the word of God. And then ended with, I got to be revived. Revive me, O oh Lord. Lord, I pray you revive me and others would follow suit. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. This is Pastor Walton praying you have an absolutely 
awesome week. Yes, I believe every word that he said is true. I believe he'll do exactly what he said he would do. How I love his precious word, it thrills me through and through. I believe every word is true. Oh, I believe every word that he said is true. I believe he'll do exactly what he said he would do. How I love his precious word, it thrills me through and through. I believe every You've been listening to the Teaching Timeless Truths radio broadcast with Pastor Roger Walton. You can send all correspondence to tttbroadcasts at gmail.com. Tune in again next week for another Timeless Truth.